right, folks, welcome. Welcome to a very secret episode of the Eric Anders Lang Show, y'all. How are you doing? How you doing? I'm, look, I got to apologize. I'm sorry we've been a little spotty with the pods, but look, it's all in the name of good health. It's all in the name of good health. It's in the name of improvement, right? You got to take two steps back to take one step forward. I don't think that's what the quote is. I swear I thought that's what it was. It's two steps forward, one step back. Paul Abdul, am I right? Um, so look, y'all, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about a lot of things that are going on. We, uh, first of all, I'm excited to be on the pod. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a hot afternoon in Los Angeles. I came out here kind of on the low, kind of just didn't just kind of wanted to come out here and, you know, see some of my like friends that aren't on social media. You know what I mean? I'm talking about Craig I'm talking about you know, James, you know, you know, like Daniel, like just, just see some friends that like, I'm not doing work, you know? And, um, the nice thing about being in LA from Austin is that, um, if I get up at like six, I can pretty much get, I can work from like seven to like three. Although right now it's five o'clock in LA. So that, that math doesn't add up. So it's going to up at six, six, three. Yeah, so we're on ten and a half hours. It's been a long day, but anyway, like the thing, the thing is, um, I left LA in September, and um, you know, I'm, I'm just making sure I'm recording because I'm that hazy. You know what I mean? You know when you're hazy. You know when you do stuff when you're hazy, and you're like, oh no, I made a mistake. <laughs> uh oh. It's like they say, don't. Um, operate heavy machinery after doing XYZ. For me, it's basically just any time in the afternoon I shouldn't be operating heavy machinery. Once it hits 4 o'clock, I, I shouldn't be allowed to drive. Um, I'm staying at my buddy Chad's house. You may you may remember Chad from the um, field golf video where we played in the street. And uh, he's my old neighbor. He's like, you can stay with me. And... Um, <laughs> I'm in this like I'm in I'm in Laurel Canyon and I'm in this room. Um it's uh how do I say uh small? <laughs> I mean, it's like um it's not so much that the width is small, it's the height. It's <laughs> it's you got to duck um getting into this <laughs> You got to you know, I don't know I don't know if you ever lived in the attic when you were a kid, but that's where I'm living now and I'm 40. <laughs> I'm an old man. I'm an, I'm an adult male uh, well into his uh, back nine of his life here. Now, I, I'm on the 10th tee. I haven't even teed off yet. I'm just like, I'm letting a group play through before I get, before I start off this back nine of life. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm up here in the attic and let me tell y'all, it's hot. Um, it's bacon up here. This is actually the, this is like a little, a little sauna. Um, and I love saunas, but I don't like to sleep in them all night long. Um, luckily it's cool in LA at night. But Chad was nice enough to offer me his the attic, the sauna, and um, yeah, he's like came out here. And I just, you know what it was, is I was in Austin, and I have been in Austin since September, haven't been in L.A., 
And you know that feeling when you've got like something in the fridge, maybe like ice cream in the freezer. You don't put ice cream in the fridge. FYI. It might be late, but it's not too late to take the ice cream from the fridge and put it in the freezer. You know when you've got ice cream in the freezer, you know it's there. You know it's you know that inside the fridge there's something good. And then finally you pop it open. But you're kind of waiting. You're waiting on it. You're slow playing it. It's like if you had a tea time booked at a dope spot like months out. And you just have that feeling. I was lucky enough to play Cyprus. And I knew I was playing there for a year. <laughs> like literally someone asked me in January if I was free in December. And when someone asks you in January if you're free in December, you definitely, your ears perk up. as a, And you know they play golf, and you know you play golf. Obviously, you know you play golf. I mean, I hope you know that you play golf. Do you know, you, do you know you're a golfer? <laughs> so I'm at dinner with Lawrence, and he goes, um, Eric, what are you doing on December 17th? It was like January 9th. I was like, December 17th, let me think. I have no clue. Honestly, the chances of me being alive are, I mean, let's just... You know, the, we don't know. We don't know. Who knows, man? I was like, I don't know, man. I got to, of course I'm free. What do you have on December 17th? It's amazing. And he said, oh, me and some friends are going up to Cyprus. And I just like, I just grabbed the nearest set of pliers and I started pulling my teeth out. And I was like, does this answer your question? <laughs> yes, I'm free. <laughs> I was like, take these to any good dentist and they'll give you cash. Actually, my teeth are terrible. I have terrible teeth. All, I've all my whole life. Well, maybe not. Maybe in the beginning they were good, and then they just deteriorated. I like to think it's because of well water. Not you know, with I didn't have fluoride. You got fluoride in that water over there? I don't know. My generation, I didn't get fluoride in the water, so my teeth are like oh, they're terrible. They're like pieces of gum. I don't even need gum. I just start chewing in my mouth, and the my teeth just sort of sog down. Uh, all right, I apologize. We've got nowhere. Look at us. We've got, where are you? You're driving. We've got nowhere. Are you in tra traffic? LA traffic, by the way? Fuck that. <laughs> I had forgotten uh, what that is like. And now I remember. And I can't leave LA now because there's too much traffic. So I'm stuck. In the attic, in the sauna, I, I, I was going to go to the airport and I couldn't make it because there was too many cars. I started driving and then all of a sudden I realized my flight had already left. And so I'm still in L.A. I mean, it's like uh, it's like Groundhog Day. Imagine if Groundhog Day was a golf movie. By the way, I mean, that could be. That I could walk into a meeting in LA and just be like, Groundhog Day for golf. <laughs> do you think I do you think I could get a script picked up without anything else than those four words? All right, I walk into the room. Imagine the room. So it's got like gray marble like floors. It's a big room. And there's a big uh black marble table that could seat twelve, but like nine comfortably what table seats nine what the no it's like it's like eight is what it would seat it would seat three on either side and one on the tips there's a bunch of dudes in suits wearing rolexes with the wrong date on it you know and i'm like uh okay and i come in wearing like just 
clown central you know i come in with like i don't know like it i actually wore a jean jacket to dinner the other night and i was kind of like who's the boss <laughs> i'm from new jersey hello <laughs> i don't i've never worn a jean jacket before my uh chad had one chad's it chad is the handsomest guy i know and um you know he uh we were we were outside yesterday and we were doing we were working out you know and um he uh he's got this like weights you know and he's doing this he's doing this little curl with his fist but not his but not his arm so he's like lifting the weight like 2 inches and I was like what are you doing and he's like my forearms and I was like in my head I was like why do you need strong forearms and then I immediately grabbed the weight and started doing the same thing cuz like I said Chad Chad's the kind of guy where if you were on a boat long enough with him you know what's happening it's it's just like you know what like hey <laughs> Actually, so I lived, I lived, uh, I lived two doors down from Chad for like four years before ever really hanging. You know, we were we were kind of just like neighbors. And then during COVID, we uh, we started hanging and we became super tight. And then we went on some trips together. And um, now I'm in his house and I'm in his attic, like his like his old. I'm his I'm like his child, but I'm older than him. Fact check that, folks. <laughs> it's impossible. Okay, spoiler alert. So, um, Chad, for, for a long time, I just referred to, uh, Chad and his beautiful Peruvian wife, Stephanie, great actress, Stephanie Ko. I referred to them as the, uh, as the hot couple. And so now I'm just a, I'm just a product of the hot couple upstairs, hanging out in the apartment, in the attic. And, um, we, uh, where was I? Oh, I couldn't, no, could I go to the airport? Where was I? Anyway, we're over here. I lost my train of thought. I can get it back. Should we go to a quick commercial break? All right, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you about some CBD, and we're going to come right back. I'm going to remember where I was, I promise. Okay, folks, Caliper CBD. Okay, uh, who says taking care of yourself needs to be hot? What's great about CBD is that it helps you feel better without making drastic changes to your routine. I don't have a routine, but I still don't like to change it. Uh, but our droppers are full of tummy-tasting tinctures that best modern science has to offer. Anyway, meet Caliper, a better way to consume Sibida. Motivate your audience, CBD, Sibida. This past January, Colorado State University published the first peer-reviewed study to compare how different some of the products on the market are absorbed and presented by the body, processed processed by the body. Been a long day, folks. Get this. Caliper Sebeda was found to deliver 30 times more Sebeda than Sebeda oil in the first 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's that's fast acting. You know what I'm thinking. Ten act. And Caliper gives you all the benefits of Sebeda in just 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the oils can take up to two hours for your body to absorb. Anyway, listen, y'all. We believe Caliper believes everyone deserves a simple way to feel better. No taste that's weird and no oily residue or mouthfeel. Who hates a mouthfeel, my guy? I hate a weird mouthfeel. Precisely 20 milligrams in each packet of Caliper Sibida. Never question how much Sibida you're taking again. <laughs> Caliper Sibida comes in affordable... 30 and 60 count packs. If you had a tough front nine, you might want to get the 60. 
Individual <laughs> individual packets give you the benefits of wherever you go. Unlike some products out there, Caliper is completely touch. That's THC free and all the goodness of with no high. That's what I'm talking about. So go to caliper.com slash Anders to get 20% off on your first order. Use the promo code Anders. Try caliper.com slash Anders. Risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund of your All right. I'm, I know exactly where we were. Just kidding. I have no clue. I just ate all the CBD, the CBD that they gave me. Um, we uh, So I came out here to see my, like, family, my brothers and sisters from another misters and sisters. And um, I, I really have, like, profoundly enjoyed my time here it's so you know like the the experience of like you know moving to a new place i'm i'm sure i don't know how many of y'all have experienced it right but it, i never really have i think that's part of it is when i when i moved to la it was like i had one foot in new york for a while there was like a transition period you know um and basically i i um i came out in to la originally and i lived with a girl and then i I rented out my apartment in New York. So actually I was like kind of like saving money. If I'm being honest, I was kind of like, I kind of was like living quote rent free. <laughs> um, but we were in love. It wasn't, it wasn't all about the money. <laughs> $500 a month. You know that thing where you're like, Oh man, like we could just move in together and save so much money. And then she's like, we met like two weeks ago. And you're like, right, right, right. I mean, totally ignore me. It's just kidding. I would never do that. <laughs> P.S. Just kidding. I would. I, I mean, if you would, I would. Um, yeah, and I came out here and hung out with Michelle. And so, like, even when I came out to L.A. in the first place, like, and I remember I didn't really like it at first. Like, I kind of hated it, actually. Uh, Miss New York, you know. Um, New York really works well when you're freaking broke because you can just like ride around on your bike and no one cares that you smell like ass because they get it because everybody smells like ass in New York because you're all on the subway just popping out ass bombs all day and you're just like I get it you smell it's like come on you're fine like we all do you know it's like and New Yorkers don't care either because they're just like I we're all, we're in the same thing in LA it's like everyone's got their own little spaceship with an emblem on it what does it say? I don't know. It says how much money you have, I guess. I would always drive around LA and be like, how, like someone would have like a, any car basically. And I'd be like, how does these people have money? <laughs> I think uh, my first car, I, I, uh, I got a, a Volvo wagon and it was, it was like, I think I paid like a thousand dollars for it. And I think I drove it for like five years and then sold it for a thousand dollars, which is honestly like what a relief, right? I needed that money. <laughs> I was like, by the way, a free car is a relief. Like that's, that was my, I lived in a, uh, an apartment in Silver Lake and it was, uh, I think it was like $690 a month. <laughs> And I could open the fridge from the shower. <laughs> I would invite, like, I think I one time I had a girl over, and it didn't take her long to look around the place. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> she was like, okay. Um, so I spent a lot of time here, you know, and, uh, and I kind of fell into it, you know, I kind of, I kind of, no, that's not true. Like I fell into living here, but I had to like work into loving here. And, um, you know, so that was like 14 and a half years ago. So, so much of my life is made up of Los Angeles. So much of my golf life. I mean, I was squarely living in LA when I played golf. So the, the first, the first place outside of my original golf experience in Florida was at Wilson and Harding driving range. And I went over there and I hit balls and I was totally confused about the activity rather. And I had no idea what I was doing. And, and at the time I only had a motorcycle and the motorcycle I bought for $250 and it was a 1975 CB 550 well done purchase. It didn't run when I bought it. So I had to, I spent 250 on the bike and I spent $80 towing it to my house so that I could, um, I think the first thing I did to the bike was I did the, uh, the, um, spark plugs and the, uh, coil or whatever. I put a coil in and I put in a, a head, a, um, a cap, a new cap and some new plugs. And then I think I got her running pretty good. And then, um, so I didn't have a car at the time. I had a bike at this point now cause I lived in LA for like five years. So, so I just had the bike, and so I would go to the golf store, and I would basically hit every golf club they had in stock, and I wouldn't buy anything because I didn't have anywhere to take it home. Um, and I would just sort of like use it as a driving range. And then finally, I bought a driver. I bought a burner, arrow burner, and uh, and I and I sat on it on my motorcycle. I put it, <laughs> I put the head right um, right by my nuts, <laughs> and then I. And then I put the shaft going out the back like I was a witch riding a golf club around. And uh, yeah, voodoo, my guy. So I, so, so I would always ride around. And then I think I bought like an eight iron because I was like, because I was going to the range like all the time, just hitting driver. And I think I was developing like some type of spinal injury at the time because I was just like roping these like 98 yard slices, but like just swinging out of my, I didn't have golf shoes. I didn't have golf pants. I was wearing, I wore baggy thrift store jeans and, uh, I, I loved, um, Stan Smith's. No, I loved uh, Rod Laver's. So I had like Rod Laver's and like orange and green. The orange ones were nicer. <clears throat> the orange ones I only wore to like dates or rather like, I don't know. I don't think I was dating that. I think it was more just like, do you want to go for a walk? <laughs> like I couldn't, like I couldn't call it a date. Cause like there was no event. There, there was no, like we weren't meeting at a place. <laughs> there was no, like we weren't going to eat. There was not going to be any drinking. Cause God forbid I would obviously chivalrously need to pay. So it was more like a, a hang. It was more like a it was more like a coincidence. <laughs> hey, do you want to happen to meet at three o'clock at the uh, at the reservoir, and we could like walk in the same direction for an hour, and maybe if I've if I've made you laugh enough, maybe we can go get a taco for a dollar. I drove by uh, where Taco Zone was, the taco truck on uh, Alvarado. It wasn't there anymore. I had a big moment, right? Like drive. I drove. I was hanging with my friend Daniel in uh, Glasshell Park where I used to have an office. I had an office over there for $200 a month and I didn't have a window. Uh, I actually had a vent 
that was the size of a small personal pan pizza, and it was nine feet high. <laughs> so, you know, when you see those pictures of like a rat in a shoebox, like that was me, except I was in a human in a bigger human box, and there was one small air hole, and it was inside of the Capitol Records pressing plant on San Fernando Road in Glasshell Park, and like legit. I I was the I couldn't work out of my house because um, I I did have like a good amount of like camera gear and um, I uh, so I was like doing photography and video at the time and so I rented this like office with the the breathing hole and I remember it was so funny because the, I didn't <laughs> I guess when I moved in and placed everything it was a cloudy day and so I had <laughs> I had my computer and every all my hard drives you know and by the time back then this is like. I had all my hard drives, AKA like 20 gigs of like media storage. Meanwhile, I got 60 gigs inside this recorder. Am I recording? Oh, good. Okay. And, um, so, so I set up my desk, which was a piece of plywood on some buckets. And I, uh, I had a computer. The computer was the most valuable thing I owned, not only creatively, but also, you know, mathematically. And, uh, I had everything set up. And then I don't know what happened. I guess it was sunny the next day when I sat down and the uh, in the afternoon that little circle, the little personal pan pizza up there on the nine feet high. I couldn't even. I couldn't even. I could barely jump. Like if I was a prisoner, it was solitary. Like I wasn't getting out of this, you know. And um, somehow the light came through. Look, what are the chances? The sun cuts across the sky and this like blazing hot dot of like sun the size of the personal pan pizza is just like starts off in the corner and just slowly works its way to like <laughs> to like straight on my hands up to the, my computer screen like reflecting the hottest sunlight back into my eyeballs and it, I'm it's basically probably damaged my computer and so then here's the saddest part of the story is that I move the desk no, I covered the hole. <laughs> can't move the desk. It's already here. I can't move the desk. I This is the best place for the desk. I think there was like one outlet probably. So I just covered up the hole, uh, completely isolating myself from the outside world. And um, yeah, I, mean, I think I made like four videos in five years. I don't know. Um, no, I worked really hard. I got a lot of work done in there. It, the funny thing, I was actually thinking about it recently. Like, if I work, I worked for Sony. I worked for some other brands. Um, I worked for uh, Focus. I did, a, I did a video for Focus Features. These are behind the scenes, and um, I, I would, I would got paid okay. You know what I mean? Like, I would work for like a month, <laughs> and I think they would give me like a couple grand, maybe like, <laughs> maybe like maybe it was like five grand. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a lot. Like it was like three, two, three, four. Right. But I had like, as I think I've explained to you, I had very much no expenses. Uh, but I would go to the driving range all the time and I would go to Roger Dunn to like, uh, you know, shop clubs that I was never going to buy. So I got the eight iron and, um, Anyway, look, like the point is I came back to LA because 
these things are important to remember, right? And and to reconnect with all of the people throughout those stages of our lives, you know? Um, people I've played golf with throughout that process and, you know, um, you know, we are really only, I believe, and I, and I had this kind of epiphany on my 40th in February, which was that, you know, all we really are in life is just a product of whoever we are around. You know, we're, we're, we are the seed and the dirt and the water is just the people around us. Um, and that's obviously, it might not be true for you. It might not be true for anybody else. I don't know. But for me, it's like, that is, that is the water like that. That's, that's the, that's the fuel for who we become. And so in some sense you got to, you know, you, you, you have to gravitate towards people that kind of have what you want or that, or that have a vision for their own lives or have whatever it is, sense of humor, positivity, compassion. You know, we, we pick people in this random golf club, you know, we, we, we go out and we have the chance to become whoever we want by being around whoever we want. And so we can say hello to anybody and that's the point of it all. And, and, and random golf club was very much, uh, the, the lack of it in my golf days in the beginning, the lack of a random golf club was my biggest problem, right? Cause I, I wanted to meet other people, but everyone that, you know, as I, I found that like, um, slowly that started to happen. And, um, so it was really interesting driving the other night. I, I, like I said, I dropped my friend off in Glassell Park, which is way on the east side. It's probably like 28 miles from Malibu or from uh, Santa Monica. And, you know, Sunset runs the whole way. Sunset runs the whole way. Sunset's one of the longest streets, I think, in America. And um, it was originally a hiking trail for for animals, not even for peoples. And so I drove down. Taco Zone, not there. Starbucks had popped up. No more... Um, you know, Flore vegan cafe. I'm not vegan, but I like vegan food. I'm not vegan, but I like vegan coffee shop, vegan cafes. I don't know why. I love meat. I love bacon. I love cream. I love cheese. I, I don't like nut cheese. I don't like uh, whatever. But you know what I do like is I like, I like, I, I like vegan restaurants. I don't know. I can't explain it. I think, I think I just like when food is made simply, you know, because like so much food out there, it's just like, whoa. How long has this thing been on the moon? Okay, it's like in a bag. Where did the bag come from? Like, you had to make a bag to put the food in? Where did you do all that? Did you do... I don't... I'm putting this in my mouth, my guy. Where did you get this? Did you ever see the... I haven't seen it yet, but I've but I've wanted to see it on... But what is it? But Bon Appetit, the YouTube channel. There's a, um, a video about a woman who... Um, makes uh doritos from scratch and look i'll tell you what i'll reach for a bag of cool ranch faster than anybody can get their gun i'm like a i'm a five-finger johnny when it comes to the nachos cool ranch i mess with big time i've never tried any of the new ones i think for me it's a nostalgia thing like it's like i'm eating a 90s album you know it's like i'm eating green day um cool ranch and I mean, nacho, sometimes the problem with nacho is that it's quite red and it gets on your fingers and I'm not like OCD. I'm actually quite messy. Um, that's not really true. I don't know. Like in the attic here, I basically can't really walk because there's just stuff everywhere. But also it's partly because the room's a little bit small. But uh, and so anyway, I don't know, guys, what should I talk? I'll talk about uh, sawgrass. So I went to sawgrass. Cool thing about it is um, 
we did some videos. We did a break 90 with three people. We did uh, a break 100 with um, Mr. Ben, uh, chef from New Orleans. We did a break 90 with author Tom Coyne, and we did a break 75 with Joe Hooks. So I'm really excited for you all to see those videos coming out soon. Um, and, man, I guess that wasn't that interesting. I don't know, Brady, the podcast producer. No, Brady's not the He was the podcast producer, and he just got promoted to creative production manager. I believe that's the title. I feel like I came up with that title because it doesn't really tell me anything. Like, he should just, Brady, his title should just be like, the video guy like video video solutions and questions here brady's a g and he's, he's listening right now brady you're a g <laughs> he hates me um <laughs> brady we have big plans and uh we're looking we look you probably have seen i don't know if you I don't know if you follow Random Golf Club on Instagram, but we uh, we've been we've been hiring, folks. Um, we've been hiring, and that's because we're growing. And actually, no, we're growing because we're hiring. Uh, obviously, you can't grow. Well, I guess you, I don't know. Maybe you can. Look, we're getting into semantics here. The point is, we're growing <laughs> and we're hiring. Um, we we are going to have a whole new podcast slate coming soon. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to tell you too much because I don't actually know shit about it. I'm kidding. I know a lot about it. But we don't have um, any real plans. So, like, how am I going to do it? I don't know. We're going to we're gonna have some cool things, though, with the podcast slate. So, and that goes back to where I started with, which is that I'm sorry we haven't been recording a lot of podcasts. And that's because I'm working on a new voice. What we're going to do with that new voice is we're going to make it into two voices, and we're going to divide it. If I could create an echo right there, we're going to divide it, divide it, divide it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Kids get in free. No one under 18 admitted. <laughs> you ever see the uh, monster truck rallies? Here's the thing. People want to know what's on my bucket list. Here's what's on my bucket list. <clears throat> I want to play the old course in reverse. I want to see the northern lights in Alaska. I want to sleep in the Ice Hotel in Sweden. I want to go like drive a vintage Porsche through Japan. And I want to um I want to go swimming in like a freezing cold lake off a cabin in Switzerland. Uh and I want to um oh shit, what was the one I started with? Oh, I want to go to a monster truck rally. Not on acid. Not on acid. Let me say it again. I want to go to a monster truck rally, <laughs> not on acid. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Kids getting free. No one under eighteen admitted. Um, <laughs> what's the other one? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, love monster truck rallies. Never been. Well, I think I'm tapped out, y'all. I um, I saw Craig while I was here, and and he really raised the question of um, you know, why am I here? What's my purpose? It's easy to like gloss over questions like that when we run through our lives. We get so busy moving around, doing, thinking, talking. Why are we here though? The question, right? The question. We got to remember the question and we got to hold on the question before we try to answer it, right? The question is actually not even necessarily about the answer. 
Because if we just keep asking why am I here, we'll behave differently. I started reading a book called The Denial of Death. It's very interesting. It talks a lot about people who have had NDEs, near-death experiences. They basically keep seeing what's going on. They, 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 they don't quite leave the plane of existence. It's wild, man. Whenever I get really scared that I'm going to die, I, I kind of think about Random Golf Club, and I'm like, you know, at least... At least with my life, I have done something that will hopefully live on and be there, right? And 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 like do some good for someone like me, someone like you. Sorry, I am so sorry. Makes it hard to live. <clears throat> Fuck. You know, I just think the one main thing is when we're when we're like looking at, um, oh man, hold on. What's, who sang that song? Someone like you. It's not Adele. Oh, this is a good song. Adele. This is not the one. Someone like you. No, this is not it. Actually, you know what? We gotta play the Adele reggae version. You like music? You're gonna love this. Hang on. All right, so this song we heard in Thailand at a beach. I couldn't, I couldn't, we, me and Stuart and David were there. It's the reggae version. And I was like, we went to the bartender. I was like, dude, where'd you get this reggae song?
right, so I, I just played you the full song. Um, that was good. That was a good three and a half minutes. I don't know. If you don't like the songs, just fast forward or just, I don't know. But uh, so anyway, we're at this bar in Thailand, and um, we were we got this boat ride. Uh, this is Adventures in Golf, uh, Thailand, happiest place on earth. So Land of Smiles. Um, a season two or three, they blur together. My fam, I, I mean, this, they all. This, we're doing six and seven, by the way. So that's going to be fun. We're going to get started soon. We're going to go to India. That's all I have. No, <laughs> we got nineteen more episodes. Biggins, Band of Brothers. We're going to try to go to um, Curahee. There's a golf course in Curahee. Major Schnoodle. See you there, sir. You know why you hitting that ditch, Blythe? Because I was scared? No. We're all scared. You hitting that ditch? What does he say? You hitting that ditch? You hitting that ditch because you... Because you... What does he say? You still have hope? And then he says, A good soldier functions as though he's already dead. Um. Yesterday was the time of our lives. Adele just said it. Oh, yesterday, love was such an easy game to play. <laughs> um, I'm still in the attic, and there's a shaft of light in my eyes, but I'm I'm good. Um, so, so me, Stuart and David were down in Thailand and, and, uh, we had taken like three extra days after shooting and we brought, we brought some camera gear with us, uh, to Bangkok where we shot with, um, Miss Maya, uh, Miss Thailand. And, um, we left it, we left all of the work gear behind and all of our suitcases. Cause we were on a, we were on a rather large trip. I think it was Thailand, um, uh, Kathmandu. Uh, and then Japan and Hong Kong on the way home, two extended layovers. The layovers are the, a story into itself. I'll see if I can get into those on this show. Um, so, so we, um, so we left everything in Bangkok and basically we left with a backpacks, one backpack each. We brought, oh no, we had two backpacks each cause we had a, we, we had a drone, we had some camera gear. We shot the intro on the boat. So that boat shot that you see where, we like David was crawling through the boat to get the Ronin shot because we didn't have the Ronin, but he was doing it handheld. And ultimately, we they cut it up anyway. So it's like we did this like one take shot of in the boat, and it it was like, "Hi, I'm Eric, and this is Adventures in Golf, and welcome to the land of the smiles." Um, Thailand, often oftenly known as the happiest place on earth, is also maybe home to. And if you like Augusta National, you'd like it too because they have a replica Augusta course. It's pretty cool. Um, and so we, uh, <laughs> what a fucking trip, man. So we left everything. So we had these two backpacks. We got on a plane, one way trip, no, nothing booked. We flew down to Phuket and, um, you know, we, we had no hotel booked. <laughs> we got off the plane, we got in a cab and we got in the cab and, uh, but there was also like, we tried to do no research. So I believe and, and Bourdain has said this, the best things happen unplanned, right? You don't, you don't want to plan. Right, because life is unplanned. Randomness occurs when you don't plan. Leave a spot open for the fourth. You never know, right? You never know why. Why is it? A, what if it's a great thing? What if it becomes your business partner who takes the idea that you've created and makes it a reality? Shout out Evan Roosevelt. 
right? Like what 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 if it's a what if it's a person that you're going to have a life with, right? You don't even know. That's random golf club. Just as a side note. No plans. You can't plan it. You know what God does when you make plans? He laughs. That's an old AA quote. Um and so we go down, no plans. I guess when you don't make plans, he's probably he's probably just sits there silently and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's a, I didn't think of the reverse actually. Um, God's like, these guys have no plans. Should I be worried? <laughs> in our case, he probably should have been. We got to Phuket, backpacks off. We get in the cab and we say, um, "All right, where's the uh, where are all the people?" And he goes, uh, 45 minutes." And we're like, okay, cool. So we go there and we get out and there's a lot of people. And then we go onto the beach and um, we're like walking on the beach with all of our backpacks, a little weighed down. I think I bought a fanny pack. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. And, you know, took off our shirt, took off our shoes, taped up the shoes to the bags, bought some bucket hats because of the sun. Started walking up the beach, found a volleyball game and um, started playing volleyball and just, you know, I don't know, a bunch of, bunch of Thai dudes. Didn't really think much of it, and um, then, um, yeah, realized I, I didn't really think much of it, but the guy I was, on my team was like a really fit dude, really good-looking, like perfectly beach body, you know what I mean? Like pecs, triceps, biceps, lats, you know what I mean? Like Bruce Lee, but tie. And like kind of, kind of had a lisp and was wearing a pink bathing suit. Didn't think anything of it. Kept kind of like patting me on the shoulder, saying good, good, good shot or whatever, even though it was like out of bounds or whatever. Like I was just all over the place. And um, and then, you know, we played for a while and they were like, what are you guys doing tonight? And we were like, I don't know, we're going back to the hotel. And they offered us to hang out. And then when we left, Stuart was like, man, those guys really wanted to like, you know, hook up with us. And I was like, what? He's like, oh yeah, those were, those were, that was like, they were hitting on us. And I was like, what? I didn't even like, I didn't even think, I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't. I'm terrible at it. I'm just like, I'm like, they're nice. What? They're nice. Let's go over to their house. <laughs> I guess I guess to truly function, you want to be a little stupid, maybe. Um, so anyway, we 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 go up and there's a lot of things that happen. We, and so basically the way you get around this area of Thailand there in Phuket is like boats. Right? You take these boats to other islands. Some boats are big boats that go for three hours. You know, and some boats are small boats that go for like an hour. And so we wanted to go, we, we had taken a couple boats and gone to some other islands and we rented like, a, I don't know, we rented a car one day and we found a hotel and then one hotel we ended up working at because it was too expensive. We got there and I was like, how much is the room for three? And they were like $150 and I was like, okay, um, can we work for you? Like, I'll make you a video of your hotel and then can we just stay here for free? And they were like, she like looked at me and she was like, fine. <laughs> Like, didn't even think about it. Like, didn't have to ask anybody. Uh, and uh, so, so so we made this video. And whatever. I mean, I don't even remember. I don't. Even, I mean, I know we made a video. But, and then, uh, so we ended up, finally, we, a couple days in, we're like, all right, you know what? Let's go to uh, Rayleigh Beach. And um, we heard it was really good. And one of Stuart's friends was actually just there. So we heard a good thing. So we're like, all right, Rayleigh Beach, don't Google it. And so we, we get to, oh no, we were leaving. I don't even remember, but we were going, so, we went to Rayleigh Beach. That's right. We went, we went there. And the thing is, uh, in order to get there, we had to take a boat that was like a big boat that would take like an hour. Um, but we missed that boat. And so we 
I was like, yeah, we, we got to get there. Cause like, we can't stay here where we were was just like a, like a fishing port or something. And I was like, let's just see if we can get someone to take us there in one of these, um, long boats, which a long boat is basically like a, uh, it's like if you were on a ladder with a motor on the end of it, <laughs> it's like, whoa, this thing works. And uh, so we went up to a guy and we're like, yo, how much to go to uh, Rayleigh Beach? And I don't know, I, th I think it was like 70 bucks, which is obviously a lot of money. And I didn't really think to ask like how long the boat ride would be. Um, but three hours later we were still on this like ladder, like skirting through rough waters and there was like thunderstorms everywhere and it was the middle of the night and there was another dude on the boat. It was, it was me, David and Stuart and the, and the boat captain, which is the guy who starts the motor and then goes straight for a couple hours. It was pitch black. I don't even know how he knew where we were going. And, um, I mean, he could have totally just slid our necks through us overboard and just taken our bags. You know, I guess that would have been the end of the road. <laughs> Or the end of the ride, the end of the boat ride, that is. Um, anyway, you never know. You got to be prepared. Good soldier, right? Live as though you're dead, right? If you don't, if you if you're not thinking about the end, how are you going to enjoy the middle? That's not really the way you're supposed to do it. That's not what it is. It's not that. That's not what it is. It's that by acknowledging the fact that life is short, that's when you can YOLO. Anyway, I'm telling you the story of the Adele song. Stand by. We're almost there. So we get off the boat, and uh, and and one of the uh, the the other dude with us, we had started talking to, and he was like, "What are you guys doing tonight?" And I was like, "Oh God, here we go again." And he, and so he's like, "I'm a DJ," and uh, we're like, "Okay, cool." I think his name was like uh, Uno or something, like DJ Uno. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was something. Oh, what was his name? Anyway, he's like, "Yeah, I'm." At, he's like, "Come meet me." I'm at a bar. Yeah, I'll be at a bar. And we're like, cool, what's it called? It's called The Last Bar. It's The Last Bar. Okay, cool. So we we go. Um, we we find a hotel in the middle of the night. We throw down our bags. And uh, we go to, we're like, where's The Last Bar? So we go find it. And by the way, there's no roads where we went. It's just like a little point, and it's all sidewalks. At one point, I was in, there was like a public bathroom. And I was in the urinal, and I was taking a piss. And I looked down and I realized that there the it wasn't plugged in. Like the piss was just pouring out by my feet. <laughs> like literally I was just pissing into a urinal, which was just pouring onto my own bare feet. And honestly, that's just Thailand right there. Like that's like, it's all good. You know what I mean? Like you piss on your feet in the shower. It's going to rain in a second. You'll be fine. There's an ocean out there. And, um, and so I pissed on my feet and then we kept going and there was like, we heard gunshots and we got a little worried and then we kept going. There was more and more. It kept getting louder and louder. And then we realized there was just like, you know, when you go to like the county fair and there's like a little like Zeppeli booth or like the funnel cake booth, you know, it was literally a funnel cake booth, but with a guy handing you loaded guns to shoot into the woods at in the middle of the night with like a light. And he was like, you want to fire a gun? You want to fire a gun? You want to fire a gun? And I was like, I thought about it. And then I was like, I don't. I don't need to do that right now. Like that's not really, I don't need to like devote resources to just like firing a gun, like standing around a bunch of other people with loaded weapons, like drunk in Thailand, like not like represented, you know, no one knows you're there. It's like, wh who are, wh who are, what, who are all these expats anyway? Go to Thailand, never come back. Yeah. I opened up a little gun shop. We do guns and Zeppelis. 
<laughs> you know, it's great. Uh, fire off a couple rounds, hit up the funnel cake, and head back for a few more. Yeah. Yeah. I got half a clip left, so I got I got half a clip, half a funnel cake. You know, I go extra on the powdered sugar, and uh, I like a little I like a little faraway target, I like a moving target. Anything? No. Anyway, jeez, dark podcast today. Sorry, y'all. Um, and so we finally get to the last bar, and uh, our boy is there. And um, I remember we were like, there was like a a crew of it was three of us, and then there was a crew of English girls next, like sitting at the table next to us. And um, we we like tried to chat them up or whatever, and they were like kind of like not having it. And then a crew of um, Brazilian girls came by, and then they we we just said come sit down here, you know. And so we so we start all talking, you know. El, your boy Eric speaks a little Spanish, even though they speak Portuguese. There, it's all good. Kind of works sometimes. Uh, ciao, and. Um, then we like every I don't drink, but everyone's like kind of drinking. We're at the last bar. DJ Uno is on the tunes over there. And he pops on, he starts he starts popping out the hits. And so I'm like, yo, let's dance. Like, come on, like YOLO. Like I I, I literally we we almost died in a boat, <laughs> like because of the thunder and the potential situation. I almost then we walked by like a live unaccredited gun range just in the wild let's dance so we start dancing you know we're having a good time and then the english girls get up and they start dancing and i was like too light too light mate we we's already dancing we's already got a partner and my best rick shields and um and then uh and then dj uno pops on that adele track and it's just the reggae someone like you and i walked over to the computer and i was like where are you playing this song and he's like youtube i was like wait you're the dj and you're just playing youtube and he's like yeah <laughs> i was like so you have no you have no music you you don't have like a spotify or pandora or apple you don't you don't have any you know, is there records is there any cd's tapes he's like no nah, man youtube i was like shit I was like, go check out Adventures in Golf. <laughs> so then, I mean, the, the end of the story is we we left the last bar and we noticed that the the sidewalk it was like a little cliff on a on an ocean on the on the the Andaman Sea is what it's called. And so we we find that there's still a little pathway. It's quite tight, uh, but we kind of keep walking and we're like, what's what what happens if we keep going, right? And um, we uh, we keep walking and then like it's in the middle of the night there's like the moon's out there's, there's like the sea is lapping up against the the side of the like kind of embankment there and it's kind of like a tight little walkway and we keep walking we keep walking and then we see a sign that says the last last bar and we just die we just could not stop laughing we're like oh how many last bars are there i don't know it's not that funny right now maybe it's funny to you anyway the last last bar we went over there and we basically just closed it down, uh, mostly with Jenga. It was a little quieter. I think the last bar kind of took over a lot of the <laughs> common sentiment was, okay, this is the last bar. So the last, last bar, like, I think, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, like, how do you know there's another bar? They, they needed some more branding. 
some more marketing. Maybe we should have made them a video. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, this is the end of the podcast, folks. Thank you for listening. Good checking in with you. And um, again, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be throwing up some of my greatest favorite episodes from the from the past three years. Coming up on three years of the podcast, we're gonna come up and doing uh, some old episodes here. Um, you know, just to just to put those at the forefront. And we'll be back soon with some uh, live episodes very shortly. We've got a lot of great episodes with some pro golfers, and I'm really excited about those. And we also have some uh, some. We've got, uh, and then we've got some new RGC Radio Network stuff coming. So we're really excited for all of that. And uh, thank you for supporting uh, Random Golf Club Radio. And check out the website if you haven't already. We've got a bunch of cool stuff coming out soon. The Random Golf Club shoes are dropping in May, which we're really excited about. I think end of May. Um, and check this out. The Vice, we're doing a new Vice golf ball. And um, it was on the Ever Given in the Suez. Literally, our boat, our balls, your balls were on the Ever Given. How about that? So interconnectedness at play. We're all connected. We live in a we live in a very big global world, and you know things move around a lot. And and it's actually I th- I always consider it pretty remarkable that things work as well as they do. Um, so very cool to uh, very cool to be a part of history, be a part of a meme. Who knows, maybe they were on one of those top crates up there with the, you know, you could maybe see through and just see all the vice ball. All right, folks, I'm out of here. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon.